I don't know. More about the passion and the service than I am about the commodity aspect of it. Now we're in the market area again, where we're not really a commodity. Um, and people at this level frequently are going to seek out a professional they can trust who has the, you know, deep roots in the community and the experience. And, and that's that's what they expect in their other areas of their life. You know, there are people that are, they can treat it like commodity. We just don't. We treat it like relationship. Hello, everybody. David Donaldson here once again with my associate Joe Martin on Entrepreneurial Impact. And I'm very, very excited today that we have HPC with us out of McLean. So we've got Karen Briscoe and Lizzie Conroy from the HBC Group. And for those of you that have been with us for a while, I don't think that's a name that you're not unfamiliar with. If you are new to us, then you're really going to love this story because it's rich in history, local representation, and all about community. So without further ado, Lizzie and Karen, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you for having us. I'm Karen Briscoe, and I'm the B in HBC. And I'm Lizzie Conroy. I am the C in HBC. And you may be wondering who the H is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all started with Sue Huckabee in 1977 in McLean, and she uh, asked me to become her partner and I took over the business when she passed in 2008. And then Lizzie uh, joined me in 2009. And we have a very sweet story about how it all came about. Uh, Sue and I met at church and she always said our partnership was made in heaven. And Lizzie, you want to share your side? Well, I was I was pregnant with my first child. My mother said, um, we need to go find a spot for you to put your roots down in church. So I said, okay, well, it has to be close by to the house. And we landed um, at Trinity Methodist Church and Karen was there and she was probably the first person that came up to me and said hello. So, and the rest is history. She helped us buy our second home, um, my husband and I. And I think, I don't know, a few years later, I said I was going to get in, I wanted to get my real estate license. She said, oh, well, come talk to me. And I did. And here we are almost 14 years later. Yes. And some people... uh, you know, we've, we've been together longer than some people's marriages. <laughs> uh, so we have a, we, we like to um, uh, be a part of the community, as you can tell, and that's key to our, our mission here. And we have our mission right uh, currently is we live here, we work here, we get back here. Your agents for life. As you can tell, we've been branding that a little while. <laughs> Well, there's something to be said about consistency, right? And, and 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 while you're joking about your business relationship lasting 14 years, that's nothing to laugh about. That there's real work in that. Yes, and the beautiful thing about it is, is that generationally, uh, Sue Huckabee was the previous generation, and then the generation not completely between Lizzie and I, but we bring different perspectives on the market and we bring different market niches. And so that has been very complimentary as well, in addition to just personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say we're we're also our skill sets are complementary as well. Karen is on the disc. She is a um a DC and I am an I with some D. So um my <laughs> growing up 
my mom would always say, I'm like, put your keys in the same place. Otherwise you'll lose them. So finally, when I came to work for Karen, I knew what it meant to put your keys in the same place, right? That there's systems and checklists for everything that you do so that you can not only leverage your business, but leverage your time through people and through systems. And so um, that's something that I've learned from Karen as my mentor, and it actually works. So <laughs> I didn't even know that story, but <laughs> uh, but it is true. It it really has made for creating, you know, replicable systems, as you know, Gary Keller always says. You know, uh, it, it's not we don't need to reinvent the wheel on the things. There's been others that have gone before us and learned from that, which I learned from Sue Huckabee so much about how to uh, lead generate and and be active in the community and connecting with my sphere and past clients. And that is something that Lizzie does brilliantly as well. Let me, let me ask, and, and, and I appreciate that you guys are keeping Sue involved, right? Emotionally, spiritually, and, and, and physically through all of this. She obviously meant a lot to both of you and, and how you send. So the, the impact is right there from the top. But besides Sue, I mean, how did you get here? What was that background? Did, did you always envision yourselves working for yourselves and running an organization? Or was that something that happened by happenstance? Well, I was raised by an entrepreneurial father. So I really have only had a couple of jobs that I think only lasted six months when I worked at the Travel Crow Company in Texas. And then I went off with one of the partners that started, did a startup. And then I worked for... Uh, the Starbucks company and had the Nextel account here for about six months. And that's how long I lasted there until I went out with, with my real estate uh, license um, on the residential side. So I had started in commercial. So I, I've always had a very strong entrepreneurial bent. And Lizzie's had a passion as well. Yeah, I too um, sort of bounced around after college. I went to school in Washington, D.C. I'm originally from Oklahoma. And um, just out of college, I sort of bounced around and I met my husband, I, I had kids and it sort of dawned on me. It was actually, it was in 2008, maybe when I started thinking about all of this because the market had changed. My husband was in um, the financial services sector. Obviously that sector was very impacted by the last recession. And my kids at the time were, I think two and four. And I I thought, gosh, you know, I, sh- I need to go do something, right? I mean, I'm, I'm well-educated. I have that, um, that entrepreneurial drive. And, I, and so then after Karen helped us buy our house, and then I, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go talk to her. And it wasn't even a question. I didn't even look anywhere else. I just, I landed right here. I wanted to work in my community, I wanted to do something where the community overlapped with my work because my mom, although she was a homemaker, she was very, she did a ton of volunteer work. So I sort of got that part of that, I think from her. And, um, and since my mom is the one who took me to church that day, <laughs> there you go. it all starts with the mom. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to be um self-directed, if you will, because again, the whole corporate job, I had mostly been at home with our children the first dozen years of their life. And I, my husband's career uh, meant a lot of travel and he was, um, he was very committed. It's just that he wasn't here much on the day-to-day business. So someone had to be on the ground. And I just wanted 
to um, have more flexible life. Although I just say that means you get to work all the time, but um, but it's on my terms. And I have the relationships. So like this weekend, a young man who was in my son, my husband's scout troop as a Cub Scout. So he's now married and in his early 30s and moving back to the area with his bride. And we had sold his parents' house when they retired out of the area. I, I, I feel like I'm getting them on both ends. Like I'm selling the parents' house when they retire and move out of the area. And then the young ones come back with the job and the wife and the child or child-to-be. And he's like, I wouldn't call anyone else. Um, and so that is where it really becomes very meaningful. But also uh, that's how I built my business and Lizzie as well. Mm-hmm. She is so involved in her neighborhood and the schools and community community <laughs> We're, we really Why are neighborhood experts <laughs> what do you get out of it differently by layering in like the impact that you're like neighborhood at so like i think it's important that people see like okay there's it's great to say hey profit indicates like a healthy business but dollars in your bank account are only as good as they can be deployed out and actually cause change or impacts. So when you look at, you got to work to be able to facilitate life and be able to help people. And then it's also important to do it in a place that you already like are uh, geographically located. When you look at those two, like things kind of like coming in at an intersection, why is that important to you? Because I know you start off with your, your slogan for your team and that entrepreneurial impact. So like when you look at your work and then the in community, the in, like the impact of the community, why are those important to be like what change is caused or what kind of differential value is created by having both of those interlinked? Does that make sense? I remember when I met Lizzie early on and she said, well, I want to make sure we can help people. And I'm like, oh, we're going to be doing a lot of helping people. <laughs> I don't need to worry about that. Uh, we did about a dozen years ago, start a charity arm called Community Charity Champions. And we fundraise uh, for that. And it goes directly back to the community. And Lizzie is on the board of a number of organizations. If, um, and so she's not just money, but time uh, contributing back. Yeah, I mean, I think that I, you meet very interesting people along the way. And we can really get into a tunnel vision with real estate, right? I mean, we could go into our office, shut the door, make our phone calls, Um, write our notes, go see houses, but okay, that doesn't really have much texture to it, right? I mean, that's, you're just, so when, then when you step out into the community and, and you're like, oh, that person, and that person knows this person, and then they introduce you to all these people, and it just adds a lot of um, variety, and um, that's like, I just added my second half of the year, my theme is texture, Cause I'm seeing, I don't know, I'm seeing this all around in like design. I'm like, I'm, my life is, is going to have a lot of texture. And um, that's what it adds sort of a layer to what you're doing. And it, it brings more meaning to it. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm a people person. I'm an eye. So I look at it through the lens of how many people can I engage with? I can think of an example. I met um, a woman at Capital Speakers Club, which Lizzie's actually a member of also, and I helped them sell their house. Well, she mentioned to me that her husband was very interested in the arts, and she knew we were involved in fundraising for McLean Project for the Arts. And I said, oh, I know, you know, the executive director, I'd introduce you, he's now on the board. Well, now Lizzie's on the board, and he is making an impact that, that it's just 
like again the layers of it it just uh we've we really recognize how because we're influencers in our community and we're so connected with people on a very personal level they come to us because they know and that we are pretty confident that we can help them make those connections that go beyond just helping them uh, sell and buy their real estate. Yeah, that's a really good point that we're not just helping them buy and sell real estate. We're helping them. We're like glue in the community, right? So there's, it's not just a transaction. It's that how can we can connect these people in our community? And there usually is a, a, a two degree of separation, I would say. Right. I mean, even for people that kind of come out of the blue, you oh, find yeah, out we very that, quickly oh, find yeah. out how we know, you know, like yeah. the whole six degrees. I mean, it could yeah. be as little as two, but we do find that uh, there very quickly there is some sort of. You mentioned all these organizations that you guys are involved with, right? And and over the fourteen years that you've been doing this together, you know, I, I wonder when did you realize it? Like, hey, what we're doing is affecting all these other channels. And then whether it's hockey stick growth, and I'm not just talking about through production, but through community. Like, it sounds like there might've been one or two small things we were doing. Then all of a sudden you're like, wow, look at what we can really do bigger than that. Was there anything that jumped out for you guys? Was there a big aha? We woke up one day and we're like, we can do so much more. I think it was uh, pretty early on, actually, uh, about a dozen years ago when we started Community Charity Champions, because people kept calling us wanting a one-off, right? They go, will you sponsor this? Will you sponsor that? And I was like, well, yes, we want to participate. We want to participate in a way, though, that when we make these not just contribution, but also time commitments, that then the, the community will recognize that it's because you know, we've been richly blessed and we work very hard, but that we are contributing back to the community and as good, you know, community stewards. But at the same time, then the community, in a lot of ways, then sees that at a higher level, I mm-hmm. think. I think, too, in addition to that, um, so our we live here, we work here, we give back here came out of our um, our meetings during early on in COVID. And we were so fortunate that we could actually still be physically in the community with our jobs, whereas everybody else was sitting at home. And for me, I don't know, maybe, uh, I mean, I, I think that was another aha for me that physically being present. I mean, this is a tangible business. Were we talking about this the other day about the tangible nature of real estate? And it's like, we're people. I mean, yeah, we're looking at you on a screen, but we actually physically go out into the community and our product happens to be physically in the community as well. So I think that we sort of mimic that, I, I, you know, we're, so I don't know if that makes sense. What I'm, but... hearing, what I'm hearing you say is that you didn't use uh, COVID and the Zoom excuse not to be in front of people is what I'm hearing you say, Lizzie. Correct. Um... <laughs> Quite the opposite. Like we were eager to, we're like, oh, can we can meet at your house? Like we, I mean, just like everybody, nobody likes, Nobody likes to be Zoomed to death. Although for this kind of thing where we're in totally different locations, it's amazing. <laughs> but in our business, you know, um, that's not really how the business is done, you know? And we, you know, wanted to make sure people knew that they weren't stuck at home. They were safe at home. <laughs> right. And their home is their sanctuary. And many people were, were making decisions as the world discovered about how their home was 
or was not meeting their needs. And that was, yes, a higher level of service um, happened at that time because we were ex considered essential services and we are essential. I mean, home, if you look at the basic human needs, it really, after food, doesn't get much more than this. Um, and so we are blessed and honored that we could be a part of that in people's lives. Yeah. Of that, I mean, it also, uh, real, you're real. Like we joke a lot about the hats that we wear, but actually, essential services for who we are—that's that, massive. I, I I love that mindset. I mean, also kind of helps if you see the amount of revenue that comes into the state of Virginia through trans, transfer tax. That also kind of helps with like <laughs> saying that you're essential, right? Um, my yeah. question—I got one question. Like I I love this conversation mainly because. You, I didn't even know that like your whole business was anchored in like your community impact and giving and, and being present to that. So let's get specific. Like, what is your proudest moment of all the things that, you know, you 14 years of being working together, even well beyond that in real estate, like Karen and Lizzie, what is your like individual, like proudest impact moment in your community that's been facilitated through your, your real estate career? Ooh, that's a big question. Um, I promise you I get deep on certain things, the bald head <laughs> kind of thing, but it throws you off. But I do have really like in-depth questions that I really think are impactful for people's lives. I don't know. I feel like we're really consistent. So I guess the impact is in consistency. I'm trying to think if there's one moment. Um, can you think? I mean, there's lots of I mean, moments. I'm trying to have one big moment. impact, like the principal of one of the elementary yeah. schools had a family moving into the area and needed to be in a certain school. And she's like, well, I know the person can help you if it's possible. We'll be Karen Briscoe and Lizzie as well. Like there's so many examples where people reach out to us. Um, so I, I think it really is. I think it's the, the consistency and the cumulative nature of it. I yeah. would say that a lot of people try, I say try, you know, and are kind of a one hit wonder or two hit wonder on it. Uh, we have a, a long track record of it. And so I, I think that would be our, you know, what we're proudest of is that. Yeah, the track record, I would say more than one particular moment. I mean, we've all done things like chaired big, um, you know, charity <laughs> galas and all of that. And, you know, those are fun. But when all that goes away, it's like, what you know what are you doing next so um so i think the consistency of it i guess um oh we did make these videos sorry I, we're so proud of our videos um they're the um what do we call them our what do we call our video series oh um well they're based on the we live here we work here we, we get, get back, back here, here you're agent for, for life but they're you know, based on the community, um, and, and you're right, we, I'm having a blanking. I know, now I'm like, what do we call it? I'm like, you know, you put me on the spot. But we, we started creating these community videos. I will tell you my aha. When we posted that on social, it's about, we have one for McLean, one for Great Balls. We have a military one. We have we one live. for rest. Yeah. Oh, oh, where we live. That's love what it's where called. You live. Love, love where, where you live. live. That's what it's called. Thank you. <laughs> so um, my, sis, my older sister, Catherine, who's my biggest critic, when she's never complimented me on anything, I'm sort of exaggerating, but um, when she texted me and was like, those videos are awesome. I was like, yes, we, we like definitely hit the mark then we did it. And it's, and people see how, I mean, we kind of live in this bubble, but when you step back and you really look at, you know, what our area offers, it is, it's kind of cool. I mean, 
So those videos, I think, were a culmination of um, everything we had been working on, and we just sort of brought it together in these professionally produced, what is it, a minute and 30 seconds, and we're, we're going to continue to roll out the videos in a few of the other areas around here as well. And we stepped up our game during the pandemic because we're like, how can we reach people? And we felt like that would have the most impact. So we we began that um, process in the pandemic. And yet, as time, we're constantly uh, wanting to improve how we can connect and, and reach out to our community. We brought on a, um, a person dedicated in our staff to that client care, business development, media, marketing role. And that has really made a huge impact yeah. as well. Hey, does your person do Instagram? Yes. They, they do. Can you send them to Dave? Because he, he's got his Instagram locked up and can't oh. access it. But every oh, time we try to push worst. out this podcast, gonna... he tries to tell me he can't do it on Instagram. So messed up. <laughs> so like, if it, I, get, I got you the hookup, Dave. You've got the social media connection for HBC. Just call them up. So frustrating. I appreciate you, Tom. <laughs> well, we have to constantly stay relevant in the marketplace, Dave, which means no, I, more it, new technology skills. I know. And, and I'll be honest, like, we'll share this online, but I'm actually looking at the link right now. I love the map overlay with the integrations for, for Reston and Great Falls and military. Uh, like This is actually a very cool interactive map, so kudos to you guys. It looks fantastic. Thank you. So when I look at these things and I think, okay, Nothing works as seamlessly as we hope, but that's, that's what makes us who we are, right? Whether they're stumbling blocks or they're experiences, but what, give me some ideas, some things that you guys have overcome that you didn't necessarily expect to happen positively or negatively. And what came of those things? Because sometimes there are positive things. You're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. We're, you know, positive from a positive, not always a negative from a positive or vice versa. Do you mean just specifically in our business or just in general? In general, right? This is more about business, right? Business is the the energy and the fuel that allows you to do the other things, right? But what were some things where you started going down a road thinking of one thing, but then something happened and it took it in a completely different direction that was positive? Hmm. Let me think about that. Um, well, I mean, I guess, again, being the people person, um, she, she, so one of our interns seven years ago, I mean, started out just as an intern, you know, and the next thing, you know, we, well, we, she was an intern. Then she was like our transaction coordinator or I don't know. She sort of floated around and did some stuff. Then she became the transaction coordinator. And then we moved her into this business development role, which we never had. And, um, so that I, having somebody stick with this for seven years was amazing. Now she has moved on, but I have to say, I patted ourselves on the back for her being with us for seven years, because usually people like that come and go, especially when they're younger and they're building their careers. And we have somebody new in the place, but that we created this position to focus on, not that it's some innovative position, but client care, um, anything having to do really with our brand interfacing with, with the community. And we realized that it, the brand had really gotten bigger than what we could sort of manage by just listing to listing to listing, right? The brand is bigger than just the real estate. And so we needed to bring somebody, we needed to bring a position in that could 
you know, the brand was being, we were elevating the brand and they needed to be able to support and, and keep the brand out there, I guess. And I think that is a, I'm going to segue that. Okay. The times when somebody was leaving for the reasons for their life or that it didn't work out on our end, whatever the reason was, I have to say, I have a little bit of a, uh, Eeyore in me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to start all over again. And, you know, it's going to take time trading and, you know, and, but almost every time it's been better. So like, think about when Jody left and she was kind of an in-house stager, kind of did some part-time oh, yeah, we, work. We had, we had started that sort of position Yeah, too. because when the market was shifting and really we needed to have the, the homes be in a higher level of show condition. And in order to do that, we, we had hired outside stagers, but we found that the messaging came better when we had someone in-house that would be saying our message instead of their message. And so we started training someone in-house. And then when Jody was moving on, uh, we Colleen came to us. Uh, Knocked to, on our door. We yeah, didn't even, well, we didn't even. Someone in the office knew that she was looking and knew we were looking and put the two and two together. And Colleen's been with us for a number of years. Yeah. And she is up our game on the staging, which is good because the market really warranted that. And our level of listings, you know, we were going from one a week transactions to you know, two and two a week, but we have a very high dollar volume. We should probably clarify because our average sales price is 1.1 million. And so we probably are the highest level luxury brand of Keller Williams in the state of Virginia. Every time I've looked, I don't think anybody else comes close uh, to selling the level of upper bracket listings that we do. And so we have a very sophisticated clientele, which means they're often very demanding. <laughs> uh, but Colleen is really just taking that to a whole new level. And at the same time, that was uh, when Gary was rolling out the whole showing assistant model. And we're like, okay, I don't see how that's going to work. But Colleen became Lizzie's showing assistant and that practically doubled your business. And, I, and she lives in Great Falls, which is our sister community, market. our sister market. So again, she, it, we all sort of, we feel like we have, we, we share the same core values within our, within our group. And so she fit right into the, we live here, we work here, we give back here. And then, and when, so did Christina. And yeah, I was a, yeah, Christina grew up in McLean and yeah. our parents ran the local really hardware store. Yeah, yeah. Carrie has grown up in the area. Um, and then Jenny came to us. Uh, she's been with us for five or six years as an agent because the agent she was working with decided to go to another company. And she says, so she brought us a, another market niche of uh, Reston, which is kind of a sister market to McLean and Great Falls, a little more affordable. You could actually buy something under a million dollars in Reston. And so uh, we, we really, and the, the, the learning moment for me or where it, when it finally made, I came to the realization is that it's almost always been better. Uh, we have kind of a, a joke in our, when something quote unquote goes wrong, we go, we're going to figure out how this is going to be better. Mm-hmm. And we do like, you know, and, and that it, with people and with circumstances that we don't have control over, like a pandemic or the market shift or, you know, all the headlines or interest rates going up. When we're you have that type of mindset to gonna be better, it's going to be better. Right. This is going to be better. So when we think about like, this is going to be better, but also you think about like, what's next? Like I see a stack of books in the background and obviously, you know, I, that you've written a book. 
right? But what's next, right? You're talking about generational and legacy now, right? Starting, right, Basu in 1979 and coming together and then continue to grow. What does the future look like? Right. <laughs> yes. I've decided I'm going to sell houses. A lot of people call me. I mean, just like this message just last weekend from this young man, I was like, oh my gosh, I can help this young family get settled. Um, so yes, I'm the author of four books. I have a podcast, uh, Five Minute Success, and over 400 episodes. So, you know, stay tune into that. Lots of people that you know. Well, and- I, can, I can only hope that we get the 400 episodes. You know, check back two years from now. We'll see where we're at. Yeah, it took me a few years. Uh, you know, Lizzie has more, um, she has younger children, so she has more time to sell houses. She's <laughs> at a different age and stage. Uh, so uh, we, uh, we're we going to continue. That's our plan is to continue to serve our community. And I think that um, it's it's like this balance of how do you honor the legacy while also recognizing, understanding, and incorporating the changes in the market, right? So um, again, it's interesting. A lot of what I hear out there and what I see is everything being very transaction-based. And and I get it. I totally get it. Um, But I got into this business because I wanted to be, I wanted my work to intersect with my community. And I will do the business as long as that uh, the, the market allows for that. But I think that where we are, really, I, one time there was this kid, he, he said, I'll never get it to my mom. He goes, Mrs. Walker, it's not what you know, it's who you know. My mom, of course, was like appalled when he said that. But it is kind of, I mean, it is kind of here, it's who you know. And, um, and I mean that in a good way, right? That, well, you know, I get calls all the time, right? from, oh, I want to tell you about my lead generating. I'm like, I actually like to know my people and have relationships with my people and um, and be there for them in, in just, you know, other than being on a screen. And so that's how we want our business to be. So if that means that then we don't have tons of ISAs and, you know, 50 people out, you know, coming through the, the online leads, that's okay with me. And um, so does that, does that make yes, sense? I'm I don't know more about the passion and the service that I am about the commodity aspect of it. Now we're in the market area again, where we're not really a commodity um, and people at this level frequently are going to seek out a professional they could trust who has the, you know, deep roots in the community and the experience and and that's that's what they expect in their other areas of their life uh you know their financial services their legal their even their travel they're they're really they're the kind of people that actually choose professionals to help them with other areas of their life their health um so that is we we're we, we both chose to live in a play but you know, there's mm-hmm. really a, a benefit to living in an area where um although you know there are people that are they can treat it like commodity. We just don't. We treat it like a relationship. The only thing I tied down on some of the things you brought up was that you ladies have been doing this for so long that like you've had a lot of like people you've helped out in success stories. But those little things like, hey, there was a principal at a school that said, hey, relocating, help us out. Like those little individual things I think are really impactful. That's a, and at the same point, you brought up those two different people, those 
uh, call them interns, then junior employees, whatever you want to call them. Like if it wasn't for your business thriving and growing, you wouldn't have had the financial resources to create an opportunity. And I think, okay, fine, fine. You give them a paycheck, but it was actually the on the ground uh, mentorship and passing on the experience that you ladies have, have built and have learned from somebody else. And you're able to pass. It. I think that's the cool part about like entrepreneurial impact is that no matter what you do, it's somewhat of a family business and you're going to have a relationship well deeper than a corporate job, which allows you to have impact that develops and, and cr- creates somebody into somebody that they wouldn't have been had they not had that journey and that, that seven years of you. And think about like where your business has grown too, is that because you were successful, because you had impact and value to your community, you were able to grow something that actually allowed that opportunity to grow, which then brought your business to another level, which then allowed all these other like offshoots that are just so cool to see because like the impact that you never thought you would have ends up turning this massive thing. They're like, I was just trying to help some people get into home ownership and look at what it would actually turned into. Right. I think it's just really cool. So I appreciate you ladies saying that today because it was just, it uh, always inspires me to hear like the personal side of like what we do and the lives that it actually touches. And the agents as well. Like another w- example is Sue, another Sue. We have a, <laughs> we have another Sue. We have another Sue um, on our team who has been her husband a high level military. Um, it's traveled all over the world and uh, came back to the Northern Virginia area to uh, work. The husband did at a high level position. And she had never worked really in the whole, you know, decades. And so she was a past client, kind of like mm-hmm. Lizzie to my, of uh, Jenny's. And Jenny kept saying, you make a great agent, you make a great agent. And so she got her license and her husband is just like, thanked us. He goes, oh my gosh, I'm so thrilled that she has a purpose of her own. I mean, she enjoyed raising her children and she enjoyed supporting his career, but she is like really excelled. Like, yeah. Yeah. We are women run and own business Mm -hmm. and uh, our husbands work for us. (laughs) So True. we are wife husband teams. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, very two highly successful wife husband teams. I could only hope that my wife does that, and someday I can come <laughs> back and like, take orders from her. That would be. I mean, I take orders from her right now as it is. So <laughs> my, who am I lying about? All right. Well, uh, I really appreciate your time today, ladies. I think like thank you for sharing your story and just some of the little things that you're doing. Even though you got a wealth of other things inside of McLean Great Falls that you're impacting, I just want to thank you for sharing that, so just people can hear how your business and having a small business entrepreneurial uh, focus can really have an impact on where you live. And thank you so much. So, you know, from Entrepreneurial Impact, Joe and Dave, we thank you once again and uh, tune in to next week's next episode.